episode 122 special friday night edition kind of just hanging out shooting the breeze talking bass fishing and uh, just having a good time getting ready for the labor day weekend enjoy the episode This week, the Hellabass Bass Fishing Podcast is brought to you by Arsenal Fishing. Arsenal Fishing offers premium custom-made performance apparel and tackle. Arsenal delivers a wide variety of custom-designed baits, accessories, and tools, along with unique utilitarian apparel for all outdoor enthusiasts. As part of their support, you can use code HELLABASS15 to save 15% on all purchases at arsenalfishing.com to support the show. Now let's get back to helping you catch more bass and suck less. All right, I think we're live on a Friday night. Hello, Bass Live. What's going on, everybody? Little makeup episode, little uh, long requested. There's been a, a few diehards in the Hello, Bass fam that have been like, man, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday nights, too hard to stay up, too late. So I was like, you know what? Work travel this week. Maybe you won't be able to fit one in next week if we get out of town to go pre fishing. So let's do a Friday night live, split the middle. And for the people that have been craving the weekend vibe, uh, here we are. Hopefully the uh, the buffering is not too bad tonight. <clears throat> so let me know how things are going, how the picture, how the sound is. That would be awesome. And uh, keep things rolling. A few familiar faces. See a fish in the southeast tonight. Uh, he's looking for a 9-inch bull glide. I do not have one. So if somebody's got one, hit up fish in the southeast. A-Red, what's going on? Happy Friday. Thank goodness Friday. TGAF, am I right? <clears throat> hey, Ron, what's going on? See the notifications going out. White fish, white whale fishing. What's up, Wes? But yeah, we're uh, this can be kind of free form. We don't got a ton of things, so if you got questions, let them rip tonight. We're gonna try simulcasting for the friends over at TikTok. <laughs> but uh, we're just gonna hang out and talk bass in the night. Just want to give you guys an update. Not go too long hectic schedules <clears throat> but uh maybe talk something about like the elite schedule maybe talk about lacrosse the aoi i did go down to lacrosse we'll probably touch on that a little bit um some upturning tourneys i got some things like that uh, just kind of generally uh talk fishing so open floor if you guys got things you want to tackle in the chat let's bring up those topics and dig into them <clears throat> Daniel, sad story. Daniel's mystery tackle box prize last week that he won in the members only stream fell apart. So we'll have to make that up to Daniel at some point. <clears throat> that is true, Darius. This is, uh, I am not likely to get out on the water this weekend. Uh, still resting up, trying to get ready for next week. But typically, this is like when the people that only launch their boat three times a year come out, they come out on Memorial Day, 4th of July, and Labor Day, and the boat ramps are a mess. People are crazy. So a lot of times it is not the greatest time of year to go out fishing. So if you do, get up early, get out there, get it done, and then go out and grill, grill some brats and hot dogs and hang out at home with the fam in the afternoons. <clears throat> Audio cut out momentarily or... Uh... Do, 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 do. Looks like it's still working. A guide trip. Nope, Adam said it was just him. <laughs> up at Hill City. Nice. <clears throat> Probably a little cooler up there. 
nice evening to be out sitting by the lake. That's awesome. Where's your guide trip, Jake? Let us let us know. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, people got fishing plans. Let us know in the chat. I, I don't think I'm gonna build. I'm probably gonna spend uh, tomorrow highly focused on tow vehicle shopping because um, that's the only day the dealerships will really be open. <clears throat> so, thank you, White Whale. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You can look like a hero at the boat ramps on Labor Day when everybody's like fighting with stuff and fiddling with stuff, and you can just kind of do it yourself or with a buddy, just kind of in, out, boom, bam, and then everybody's like, and then they're like, hey, why, why, why can't we load our boat like that? Why, 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 why don't we do it like that? Why does it take us so long? <clears throat> That's always good. Or you could like another great option, right? Is uh, get yourself a couple lawn chairs, a nice cooler with some of your favorite beverages. Just go find a nice grassy spot, a little shade, and just take in the madness at the boat ramps and just watch and have a good time. That's awesome. Rich taking his dad out. Hopefully you guys smash him. Uh, there you go. Got some slobber knockers. I got a couple slobber knockers. Are they here? Yeah, I haven't taken them. Maybe we should take some of these out of the package tonight. We can definitely open these up. I actually got a jackhammer here, so we could do a little side-by-side -side comparison. Let's put that on the docket to look at these side-by-side. -side. The old slobber knocker. <clears throat> um, show those off a little bit. I have not been to Big Stone lately, Shimano Shane, um, but uh, I heard from AJ, who's here. His club did okay, but not great. And then the following weekend, the uh, Minnesota team trail was out there, and it took... 25 and change to win. Second was only a couple tens. So I think there was three 25 pound bags. <clears throat> I think it took 20 or 3 or 24 to cash a check. So uh yeah, get up early, get after it. What's up, Sean? I know I've uh I've been bad getting about back to you, Sean. I'm sorry about that. Life has thrown me a few curveballs, but we'll get we'll get around to that. <clears throat> Sean does some cool stuff with some bladed jigs and makes his own tackle and stuff. Um how did it go, Daniel? Let us know in the chat. What did you uh, What did you think of the slobber knocker when you threw it? Yeah, for sure. Somebody's going to dump the uh, – probably back it right in. Uh, we'll save that question for the elites discussion, A-Red. The new click and fritz side. Yeah, I have not tried that. <clears throat> yeah, good plans. Out early, off early. Uh, let's see here. Fish in the Southeast says, one bait that is discontinued that you want to bring back. So one that they recently bring by, just brought back, right, is the, uh, <laughs> the Vixen, right? So this one was super hard to find. They just brought it back. So that one's off the list now, now that we've got the Vixen back in the game now i don't know i haven't looked lately to see how badly they're sold out <clears throat> and hard to find or if they're readily available i'm not sure but what's another bait that uh hmm it's a good question <clears throat> Ooh, i should have thought of the answer before i pulled it up um Let's see. That's a. Uh, what does somebody else in the chat think? I'm trying to. Kind of stumped. 
I know there's some popular ones like the squeaky dolphin, which I've never even fished that. Um, I know some of those jackal hard baits. I never really got into them all that much. Like the eruption spinner baits. I did like the boogerman buzz bait, but they brought that back again. <clears throat> hmm. The true tungsten Mad Max frog. I'm going to go with that. That was one of my favorite frogs, and uh, they're off them. True Tongues and Mad Max Frog. Sticking to that. Um, here's the problem, Jay. I got no way to get my boat out of the back of the out of the uh, garage tomorrow, and I need to shop for a tow vehicle tomorrow. So otherwise, it would be fun to fish a pickup derb. <clears throat> so that's not going to happen. I don't know if we can quite put those in the same category yet, Kyle, the Slobberknocker and the Vixen. Yeah, got your alerts. Make sure you guys get your uh, your Vixen alerts set up in uh, on Omnia. So if you haven't done that, I would go and set those up. These things right here? You can't find these right here, Bill? So sad. <clears throat> yeah, I do have a poll up in the in the chat, in the YouTube, for those watching on YouTube. And uh, so what are your thoughts on the Elite schedule right now? So it says <clears throat> 17%. So one out of six of you think is better than normal. About a third of you think meh. About a third of you say about par. And Dustin... Thinks it's hot garbage. <laughs> uh, at least you're not in the juice plant, Dustin. You know, the bungee worms did cross my mind. Do I have some bungee worms here? I did really well. I had the pulse, the Berkeley pulse worms, um, which I used to catch them on in a jig worm back in the day. I don't know that I would. I mean, I caught fish on these, these little like zipper Berkeley worms. Uh, but not dying to have them back. I feel like there's other things that have just kind of surplaced them. Um, I did have some budgie worms at one time. I don't, let me, no, that's just the, but one of the first state tournaments that I almost won, I caught the majority of my fish on a bungee worm, believe it or not, on Gull Lake in 2000. There they are. AJ, they're right here. The bungee. Do you want me to? Want you to send you these? I got them in uh, camo. Look at that. So they would come with that attached, like molded, and then you'd have to break it apart, and then it like would spring, and it was supposed to coil up when you weren't like fishing it, and then when you would pull it, it would uncoil, and that was the whole the idea behind the bungee worm. Let me see if we got one in here that's oh that one's that one's in rough shape. That one uh that one uh we can find one that's still there. There you go. So they come attached like that, and you gotta break that apart to create that bungee action. Does that get you excited, AJ? Seeing some bungee worms. Original wiggle wart. I mean, there's tons of original wiggle warts. I mean, I got like ten of them on my desk alone right here. Like, wiggle warts everywhere. 
I mean, if you need some booger warts, just let me know. I got them. Here's a whole like a, a ranch cup of baby bass wiggle warts. OGs. See, it says wiggle wart right on the bottom of the lip. <clears throat> Not that hard to find, Don. <laughs> uh, the uh, <clears throat> put our bungee worms back. Yeah, so it's got to be something with a V8, probably, or I don't know. Probably going to be a Tahoe or a Yukon or a half-ton pickup or something like that. I don't know. Um, if I can find it, so tomorrow's going to be tow rig day. <laughs> and then once the the uh, the dealers and the, everybody's closed, then maybe I'll see if we can sneak out Saturday or Sunday. But I'll be out next week. Uh, we'll talk about that. It is starting to get dark early. It makes after work fishing a little tougher. Yeah, I think they're working on it, Matthew. <clears throat> I got a whole bunch. Good productive. Oh, you want productive worms? I got productive worms, JP. Look, I mean, like everything you guys are talking about, I've just got. I mean, I've got piles of black grape productive worms. Used to catch the fire out of fish on these back in the day on a jig worm. <laughs> it's funny that I've just got this stuff laying around <clears throat> that people are talking about. Old Berkeley hand pours. Berkeley hand pours. Yeah, that's not the hand pour. <clears throat> laying in the motel. So does it start tomorrow? So you got your how did your practice go, Dustin? Berkeley power car, like the old school ones with like the really simple, like not a lot of motion. We used to catch those a lot. Like they were just a real segmented body, little segmented arms, real simple claws. It was very neutral, not real flappy. I definitely, if I went over there and dug around in my boxes, I definitely would have some of those old uh, power. Claw, power crowds. We caught a lot of fish on those. And they were almost net-like in their action, if you think about it. Like, <clears throat> they were very subtle. Michael Bradley on some fat wraps. I did look at a Tundra, but I ran out of time to drove it. I, I went and looked at a, a Yukon Denali that was like pretty low miles for a 2011. It was kind of, but it looked really good in the pictures, and then Looked good as I walked up to it, and the closer we got, the worse things got, and it was just falling apart. So it was pretty obvious why it was such a great deal. Uh, just like literally everything was falling apart on it. <clears throat> I don't know a lot about the Rams, but they're becoming more popular. Mr. Twister Banana Worms. I don't think I got any of those. I do not have a squeaky dolphin. Sorry. Nothing to show there. I never had one of those. Um, I haven't tried the Waterwood, but I did listen to them on the business from the basketball contest or podcast, and it was pretty interesting. They were uh, He was on the week after Deacon was on here, so that was pretty good. I was never a big hard-nosed worm guy. I had a few. <clears throat> Producto is just a company. I believe Producto was from Florida. 
maybe still is. Um, one of their they they had different styles of plastics, but one of their most popular was just this kind of paddle tail segmented paddle tail worm, and I don't know, just a simple worm shape profile. It just kind of got bit. I mean, really think about it; it's not way different than a like a dinger or a shaky head worm or something like that. It's just got a little spade tail on the back just to give it a little more undulation. So, I mean, this is just one of the early productive, you know, fish catching worms of the day. Kind of high float, not a lot. Of, I don't think there's any salt them, so they tend to they tend they tend to stand up really good. They would be a good shaky worm. <clears throat> there you go. Well, good luck. The uh, the Yukon I looked at was a six two today, but didn't have a lot going for it. Literally everything I touched was falling apart. Mui grubs, the Yamamoto Mui grubs. There you go. I feel like there's plenty of other grubs that work just as well. But what's up, Tyler? Good to see you down at Lacrosse. Yeah, if you got a chance, if you can hit the likes, if you can navigate it on your phone, tablet, laptop, smart computer, smart TV, that'd be nice. But if you don't, just watch out, hang out, and ask some questions. We discussed in great like that uh, tackle craft today how hard it is to hit a like button. Breaking news, sneaky inside info from TK. You might see Squeaky Dolphins making a comeback. Uh, Reaction innovations made and maybe making again. Kind of caught up on, uh, see what other things here. Mm. Yeah, Big Stone wasn't in the top 100 lakes, which is probably good for Big Stone. Um, it's getting quite a bit of notoriety around here, so it's going to get some fishing pressure and to be determined how well it's going to hold up to that fishing pressure, to be honest. So we will see. Berkeley would bring back the original flip tail worms and the original tournament curly tail worms. I'm sure you can figure it out some way. You're, you're a sharp guy. Biggest fish that I've lost. Don't know what it was, but definitely the biggest fish I ever hooked when I was walleye fishing on Lake of the Woods and Buff, Buffalo Bay. Uh, I don't remember. It was some kind of harness, probably <clears throat> dragon crawlers or leeches and, and hook something. <clears throat> and it just like, and, it, and this isn't a place where it's like not snaggy. It's like a sandbar with grass on it. So like you literally almost never hung up. So, um, and we had buoys out and it was a pretty calm day. And I think I was trolling with the trolling motor, uh, and one of the old bass boats and, uh, hooked up and just like, just felt like dead weight, but it kind of moved every now and you kind of, kind of felt that real, like slow pulse and I could never get it off the bottom, but we had that buoy out. And this was before GPS, so you really couldn't see when you're moving. It was so calm out. But I fought it for, 
you know, 15, 20 minutes. I don't know. But <clears throat> I made this huge, big loop around my buoy and I uh, never got it up. I only had like probably 10 pound mono at that time <clears throat> on a spinning rod and just kept on leaning on it. And it, it's kind of like felt almost like a really big, heavy piece of driftwood. But every once in a while, you'd feel just that kind of really slow kind of tail head shake. <clears throat> uh, I assume it was probably a sturgeon that I couldn't get off the bottom. But uh, that's definitely the biggest thing I've ever hooked. Um, had a few big muskies on. You know, I, I can't say that I've ever lost a super giant big bass. Nothing that, like, sticks out in my mind. <clears throat> I've definitely lost some, like, five, six pounders in, like, tournaments and stuff, but nothing, like, crazy. The whip bruiser baits, eight and a half, which lash glades beast. I think I saw a picture of it on Instagram, but that's about it. Um, <clears throat> so let's, uh, where do we go next? We should thank Arsenal fishing for supporting the channel and the stream without them. This channel sucks more and not sucks less. So, um, check them out. They've been putting some new stuff on the website. There is a new Omnia code floating down below. It is the beginning of September. So if you use last month's code and you need some stuff, there's a new fresh code for that one-time use. <clears throat> but uh, so I did sneak down to lacrosse. Uncle Marty, he gave me a ride down there. We went down there for, we got there right at the beginning of the day two weigh-in on Saturday. Um. And uh, that was pretty cool. It was in the Lumberjack Baseball Stadium, which is like their minor league team down there. I don't know like what level it is, but it was a really nice setup. They had all the booths and all the boats and vendors and <clears throat> like Bassu and Phoenix and, you know, all these different places in the uh, in there. And you can kind of watch the way in, mingle around. Um, and uh, it was cool. The audience, you could sit in the bleachers. You could stand out on the infield. Take it in. Um, it was a nice setup. They had concessions. It was really cool. So I got to see a few people I haven't seen in a while. I saw Gussie in person. I talked to John Cox. Got to shake his hand, tell him what an inspirational to shallow fisherman and what, you know, like how I like think John Cox is the man. I'm sure TK is a big John Cox fan as well. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I uh, talked to Bob Downey, saw his big comeback on day two. Um, Watch Jay Shakur at Lockup, Rookie of the Year. Uh, talked to some other buddies, saw some people down there. Went to the uh, Elite Fest at Jeremiah Shaver's house. Got to hang out. Talked to Maddie Wong a couple times. So all in all, it was pretty cool. Um, they had a really good setup. And, uh, yeah, that was that was a fun event. I don't know. It was, it was cool to get down there, see some people, shake hands, hang out there was uh some friends of uh joe willards that said they were a big fan of the channel they flagged me down gave me a beverage out of their cooler during the weigh-in that was really nice so thanks to you guys if you were watching the uh <clears throat> the, the rice lake crew uh, and uh oh no yeah it was good it was a lot of people i talked to i got to meet a few new people that watched the channel they said hi got to shake their hands which was cool and uh just overall just good to get out of the house um, in general. 
So that was cool. I think they had a really good event. I enjoyed watching the Bass Live at Lacrosse. I think it was partly interesting of how diverse, right? A lot of people complained that like Oahe was like super boring. Like everything looked the same. There was no action. Everybody looked at their screens and pretty quickly in the lacrosse event, right? People were like fishing bridges. They were fishing hard banks. They were fishing grass. They were flipping. They were frogging. They were fishing sand drops. They were swimming jigs. They were throwing topwaters. Like there was plenty of variety at uh, lacrosse. So I think that made for a pretty cool event to watch. And I think it was a really good event to end the season on. The weights were tight. Things were, there was quite a few fish catches. There was a lot of ways catching them. They were catching largies, smallies, numbers of fish, decent quality. The weights were tight. And um, overall, I thought that was a really cool event. And it came down to the wire. It was very tight. It was a four ounce win for Brian Schmidt, which helped my fantasy team. Um, So yeah, overall, I thought, Lacrosse was a home run of an event to end the season on. Well, thank you, Lord Vader. I appreciate that. Um, see here, a couple of questions here. Piece of fishing equipment you cannot live without? Uh, rods and reels? I don't know. Is that too obvious? <laughs> um, spot lock, probably, is what I would go with. The one thing I cannot absolutely look though. That a guy, AJ. <clears throat> Early and often. No hunting for me. Fishing all the way through. But I appreciate you getting out in the field and getting in the stands and making the boat ramps less crowded. Yeah, I think lose is actually might even be code protected. I don't know. I think maybe. I'm not sure. Brian says he got his slab knock for Omnia. Still waiting on the ones that he originally pre-ordered from another company. I think they're supposed to be scented. It says power bait hand tied silicone skirts. So I assume they're supposed to be scented. For sure, RJ. You know, my dad one time did actually catch some fish and drew a guy that was catching them on the helicopter lure on the whitefish chain one time. Darius, yes, there will be shallow water anchors at some point on the boat. Not sure if there'll be power poles or raptors, but there will be at some point. <clears throat> Baby steps. I did just order something new from the boat. It will be coming in soon. It'll be exciting. I don't know if I'll have it installed for next week's tournament, but it'd be awesome if I did. <clears throat> That's cool, Peyton. I think that'll be fun. The BPT should be a good time up at uh, Malax in a few weeks. Yeah, that place is... And the, here's the thing. If you're going to come up there, Lacrosse is a great place, and it is really good fishing. But... If you want the same kind of action, or maybe even a little better, less pressure, you could go up to like pools four, five, six, and uh, or even go to nine. <clears throat> so lacrosse is good, but it just gets hammered. So uh, we have a lot of other pools that fish really similar uh, that actually is a little bit easier fishing, I think, at times. There you go. Nice score on the Zillion SV. There he is. Sweet reel. <laughs> oh, fish in the southeast is going to drop some baits. 
I think our <clears throat> friend TK is uh, working on pouring some uh, native glide gills as well. So the, the bait makers are busy putting out stuff for us. Yeah, it's always great. You hook up, hit that spot lock, bite your fish, stay where those fish are. Love that. We're just setting up on certain structure, things like that. Um, well, we keep the pros on the pools with the the largest city next to it with the Chamber of Commerce that pays the bills for the tournaments to come. Whereas you can just get a little further away from the big cities and find even a little bit better fishing. Ryan, I will be there. I've signed up. I'm registered. Got to figure out how the boat's going to get out of the garage and how we're going to tow it there. But uh, as of now, the plan is to be there. So I'll see you up there. Glad to help. Glad you avoid making mistakes in your wiring and make sure you got it right for the future, Bill. So that's all right. <clears throat> Might be doing some wiring later this week or next week on this on the uh, the camus as well. So adding some new stuff. <clears throat> Let's see here. Hmm. Bruce says he's about to pick up a Fury Seven Thirty Four. Nice. Where are you getting it from, Bruce? It's a long ways from Lakeville to Crosby to push a boat, but I appreciate the offer, Nick. Um, it's going to be a surprise, Brian. <clears throat> so let's see here. Should we talk about the elite schedule? Got about 90 people hanging out. Let's talk about the elite schedule. Because we got the poll up. Let's see how many people uh, go to the uh, wired to fish. Sorry for the people on TikTok. You can't see this, but you can come over to uh, YouTube if you want. <clears throat> All right. So. And we'll do this a little bigger. Is that better? There we go. So they're starting out at Okeechobee. Um, February. It's a little bit earlier start. That should be a pretty good event. Now, Okeechobee, I think, is on a little bit of a downslide. Uh, and they're not... I mean, it should be a good event, but I don't think it's going to be crazy good. Weights have been okay at Okeechobee, but not amazing. So, but kudos to them. They haven't been to Okeechobee as an elite event or an open in, I don't know, five plus years. So, you know, from that, it's not, uh, uh, so I say, yeah, decent, right? It's not the same old, same old. At least we're not starting at the St. John's for the eighth time in 10 years. So from that perspective, I'm on board with that. Uh, Seminole, now that is a, uh, I mean, that's a place that used to go a ton back in the day. So we got a back-to-backer here uh, to start the year, which is always fun <clears throat> from a fancy fishing and fan standpoint to get some events stacked up. Um, Seminole, they should catch them pretty good at Seminole. I think that's going to be a good event. <clears throat> as long as they don't get any crazy cold weather, I think you're going to probably see mostly pre-spawn. I think you're going to see uh, chatterbaits, lipless crankbaits, things like that. I think it could be a really good event at Lake Seminole. Um, that's a historic site. I think that's a pretty good. I'm going to give that a thumbs up. 
uh, from my perspective, like Seminole. Um, and then they got the classic Knoxville. I guess that doesn't really count. That's been out for a while. So that's your only Tennessee River site. Uh, Lake Murray, I think you could see some pretty good pre-spawn, topwater, heron. Could be pretty good. Like, I think that's going to surprise people how good Lake Murray is going to be. Uh, I know MLF went there last year or earlier this year. Um, they, they haven't been there for bass in quite some time. Um, so I, I, I kind of like that mix up. Sandy Cooper at maybe even a little better time of the year. This could be uh, a little bit more prime time. I, I, there's been some chatter from Brian New and some of you others that it's going to show Lake Fork what a real lake looks like. I don't know if it's going to be quite that good, <clears throat> but uh, that should be a slugfest. That, that, uh, there should be, multi- as long as they get four days in, there should be multiple 100-pound uh, limits or four-day totals in that. So can't complain about that. Um, then we go to Lay Lake which we haven't been there, what, since the Classic, and that was an early spring tournament. So this should be interesting. Spots, largemouth. Um, then you haven't been to in quite some time. I guess the Opens have been there in the fall. Um, but no Elite there in quite some time or Classic in a much different time of year. So I like that. And then we go Texas, and, of course, we're going to Lake F- – no, we're going to the Sabine River. Um, so, yeah, no Texas lakes, but we got a Texas River. Uh, which is going to be your low event weight of the year. It's going to be your grinder. Um, so I don't know. I mean, and this is about as far west as we're going to go is the Sabine. So that's that's a little disappointing, but it just it's economics. The, the I mean, it's sad to say the California English don't show up to the AAA events. Um, the economics don't really work to go out west that often. Gas is still expensive, so I was not surprised not to see a West Coast swing. Yeah, I think whether you love the schedule or not, at least there is some variety in the schedule, and they did change up a few venues, and it wasn't just a rinse and repeat. So, um, yeah, I think if if you put Fork instead of um, Sabine, Right, you'd probably see uh, the volt in the uh, the the uh, the pole change quite a bit. I bet you that would sway several people from hot garbage to so so or so so to I'm pretty excited. If you like to see people sweat for 13, 14 inches, the Sabine is your derby. No Bay. Yeah, it'd be good to see some title. Um, they've been doing the Opens, right? But they haven't made the Elite part of that. I mean, the Chesapeake, the James, the Potomac. Getting love from the other uh, tournaments and other circuits, but not the Elites. Um, and then St. Clair, that should be a good one. I don't know late July how great that's going to be, but they're going to catch them up to the last three. Uh, are going to be pretty good. I would think the Lake St. Clair is going to be a very much a, a front-facing sonar derby. It seems like it always is on St. Clair. They're going to catch them really good. Champlain, I feel like that's a little bit like the river, a little bit uh, like lacrosse. I mean, you're going to have largies play. You're going to have smallies play. People will catch them a bunch of different ways. Late summer, I actually think that's going to be a pretty good derby. Watch Seth Fighter get on a hellacious uh, milfoil flipping bite in that one. Early pick. 
Seth Fighter gets the first blue trophy, uh, second to last stop Champlain next year. Who's coming with me? And then they're going to end on the St. Lawrence, which they'll crush them. Uh, if the weather is good out of Clayton, they're going to get heavier. It could be some big weights. Now, whether they'll have good weather or not, that, that'll be the question. So overall, I kind of like it. Um, it could be worse. <laughs> Let's see here. Lake Conroe, I think. Lake Conroe, I don't know. Is it too small for a 100-boat field? I know they're going back to 100 boats this year. I know they've done classics there with 50 boats. Maybe they feel it's too small for 100 boats. I'm not really that uh, sure about it. Yeah, it's interesting that, like, you know, Orange is really close, but obviously those communities don't quite want to pony up. And obviously Orange, Texas is seeing a good return on their investment when they invest and ask the elites to come. So um, it's working for them and the economy is working. So they, they're going to keep going back. That's a good question. What five pros do you think the schedule fits the best? So there's really no spotted lakes, right? These are mostly largemouth, smallmouth lakes. A little bit of a heavy northern swing with three. Um, hmm. I mean, I don't think any schedule doesn't fit Brandon Polnick. This feels like Brandon Polnick, Patrick Walters, Seth Fighter. Um, I think who else is? See, there's a lot of grass here. It could be a good year for Brian Schmidt. Um, who's somebody else to think about here? Hmm. <clears throat> I don't know. There's four. Is that good enough, Kyle? <laughs> what? Uh, probably should never put him on anybody's team. He burnt. He was the only guy that burnt me at the river from having a really good event. I took a flyer one time on him all year on the last event, and it didn't work. So, But if I had to pick, he might be good on Seminole. I would look at him at Seminole. Santee, he's pretty solid at. He does well at Santee, and I could even see Murray. Maybe Lay? I mean, it could... Kenny could have a better than average year. I will say that. But he's hard to pick in fancy fishing. He'll bomb one of those that he's supposed to be good in. Oh, grass carp eating hydrilla. Not good. Yeah, that'd be cool. We haven't been back there. They were on a real hot run in Louisiana for a while, and that... that, uh, we're doing good, Simon. How are you? Yeah, I just does the Hudson want him? Does the Hudson want to put up the money? Most underrated pro on the elites right now. Hmm. I guess we just look at what do we look at AOI? Make a decision on that. Let's see here. All right, let's look at the AOI. 
and let's talk about who would be the most underrated pro. Could be Lester. Drew Cook, Lester, Mullins, I think would fit in that underrated category. Those are three that I would throw up there as very underrated as far as kind of the national chatter covers they get. I don't think Jason Christie is underrated, but he could have a good year, I think, is what you're saying. Yeah, Matt Airy, he's a little underrated. He's He's been solid. Yeah, Darius, it has to be that they just don't want to put up the money. I would sure Bass would go back there, but obviously those chambers aren't putting up the money. It always comes, I mean, as sad as it is, that it always comes back to that. I think Welcher will have a bounce back season. Kennedy has been consistently inconsistent for years. Welcher just had one bad year. I actually, for two years or one or two years, basically rode Welcher to some solid fancy fishings. Um, have I tried the new Z-Man Micro Finesse? No. But i got to add some Chatterbait Mini Maxes. Um, William says Bob, Bob Downey. Rusty says Matt Airy, underrated. Yeah, I agree. We haven't been to an Ozark like that. For a while, right, they were doing like the... They went to uh, Bull Shoals, and they were mixing that in with doing, like, split lakes and doing creative things. And there was a couple of years, right, when Christy won and somebody else won in the Ozarks. And I think the Ozarks are good tournaments, whether it's Table Rock or any of those lakes. What's up, Benedetto? Yeah, he won't be fishing spinner rods. He'll be jacking the, cracking that tube on a bait caster, so that's nice. Yeah, Smith Mountain would be a good one. But I think then again, right, there is – Roanoke is kind of ways away from there, and I forget what the little town is they would typically go up. But it's kind of a sleepy little town. So um, you know, that's the thing. Like I don't think anybody's putting up the cash to have them come. I think it depends on the level of the tournament and that kind of stuff, but I think not unheard of for these communities to be kicking in 30, 50 grand to get them to show up. I think maybe more at times. I don't know if they have an official limit lake size for the elite series, to be honest, Daniel. Most overrated pro? Hmm. Who gets way too much hype for how they perform? Hmm. I don't want to base this on like a single year.
Well, that's a tough one. I don't know that I have a great answer. Because, like, there's a lot of guys that have been good, then they go on a year or two slump, then they bounce back. You know, I would have <laughs> – this year, Carl Jackson actually had a pretty good year and made the Classic up to that point. He had, you know, got a lot of coverage for not a lot of productivity. Um, you could make a case that Ike this year, but we'll see. We'll give him, give him another year. Um, you know, yeah, Zaldane, Zaldane gets a lot of coverage, but he's – Ninth and AOI. It's hard to say that's overrated. Um, well, Salzman is BPT. Is he underrated or overrated, William? <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I don't think Zeldane's overrated, but I think he's gotten the most flack from the diehards. Uh, true, like diehard tournament people for sure. <clears throat> but, uh, hmm, what else is going on here? So, next week, uh, my plan is to fish the TBF semis on Lake Vermilion, which should be excited. Uh, that's a chance if I can basically got to finish first or second, uh, basically either win or I got finished the top in Minnesota. So I got to basically fish for the win, um, to go to the, uh, TBF nationals. So since the, the regional dream died with Bass Nation, now we still got this alive so we can still make a national, get a natty on the TBF side. So that's what we're going to be shooting for next week. Hopefully you get a few days of practice in two day tournament next Saturday, Sunday and Vermilion. I'm kind of excited. Uh, see Nick up there and a few other. We still Ryan up there. Lots of familiar faces. Uh, I took third there at the TOC earlier this year. Um, and uh, I don't know. Yeah, been trying to rest up, get the body right. I don't know if it's going to be ready or not, but we are going to give it heck. Um, been doing some PT on the back and getting things right. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we're gonna we're gonna do our best. <clears throat> the good news is the days are getting shorter, so practice days won't be 13 hours; they'll only be like 10 or 11. <laughs> good point, Kyle. Good point. Well, good luck in your semis, Rusty. <clears throat> High Rock. See, there's a lake that blasts from the past, but I just have some classics and things like that. Yeah, it's. Sh- I think it's gonna be pretty good, Nick. I think the fishing will be good. Uh, I'm excited. I think a lot of things are going to play. We'll see some brown. We'll see some green. We'll see some moving baits. We'll see some offshore fish. We'll see a lot of different things on Vermilion. It should make for a good video, which um, I'm behind in my editing. we got the practice vid up. Um, all the distractions. I've got all these cards from Lahamadu I need to get going on. So maybe after I go car shopping on uh, Saturday, then we can get some editing done for a video next week. And then somehow... I melted the charging port here on my GoPro. Somehow the cord got a little hot, a little moisture. So I need to go figure out a way to charge my batteries now that I can't hot wire or plug right into the GoPro. Or I don't know, maybe I'm going to end up getting a GoPro 10 uh, to go with this GoPro 9. So um, I am working, Billy. What are you talking about? Um, so that'll be exciting. 
Uh, so next week, I may leave Wednesday night or Thursday morning, so we may or may not have a stream, or if we do, maybe I'll move it to Tuesday, but I think my daughter has a soccer game. Shout out to her. Went to her game earlier tonight down in Rochester. She scored two more goals, so I think her team is 3-1, and one, and she's got seven goals in her first four games as a freshman soccer player. So a little, little humble, not so humble, uh, proud dad moment uh, bragging about uh, my daughter Riley. So <clears throat> she's she's killing it in soccer right now. Um, so I want to make sure I make the Tuesday night game. That's their home game next week. Um, so probably not a stream next week. So that's why we're doing a Friday night. We're bridging the gap. Um, so there's that. And then I think we get like a week off and then the Minnesota Bass Heads tournament on Big Stone. We're fishing, I think for 10 G's with me and Brian Bankston. Uh, and then, uh, then we have uh, the TBF final team trail, which there's like a, a very tight three or four or five way mix for team of the year with a drop uh, shootout in Waconia the day after. So I got like two, three tournaments coming up in the next few weeks. Um, so it should make for some good videos if I can ever get caught up in editing. And uh, yeah, pretty excited about that. So uh, expect the unexpected um for the channel just bear with me i'll keep pumping stuff out but it may not be the regular schedule and uh but uh the ecstasy has been good um no complaints it's a solid rod uh fun to fish with need to use it more need to get cracking on some yeah i just didn't catch it in time so I'm going to have to get a, a standalone battery charger because I've got kind of a stack of batteries and they have the new Endura batteries. So I think short term for this fall, we're just going to stack up on getting some new GoPro batteries and a standalone charger, maybe one of those boxes I can get uh, for the camera and just swap because the swapping out the batteries on the nine is pretty easy, more so than this one, which also stopped charging. So apologies ahead of time. <laughs> Every day throughout the state tournament video on the Hamadou, less and less footage is going to show up because I have less and less batteries and less and less cameras that are working. So, but you know, all that said, I think I've had this for two seasons now and we've pumped out a lot of solid content with this nine and it's been pretty darn good. Uh, so we, we've got our money's worth out of this nine with the amount of work we've put this through. So um, I think we're still going to be able to use it with standalone batteries. Um, Cause I don't think this is going to be repairable, but we'll probably maybe in the off season get a 10 to go with it. Maybe an editing laptop. And uh, even crack out more stuff even faster. So that'll be the plan. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Good point, John. Yeah. I mean, uh, we only got a couple more weeks of tournaments here in Minnesota. And then uh, we'll, we'll get back to consistent. <clears throat> Although the only thing we have to worry about in the once we get past October will be soccer and hockey schedules. So. Uh, the, the, the schedule for streams may change if we find out that my daughter has games on Wednesday nights or something like that for hockey. <clears throat> cool. Let's see. Well, so fancy fishing ended pretty good. Uh, uh, a lot. I enjoyed all of you that played. I do. Uh, I took some screenshots. Uh, I sent out emails to the winners from the events. There's a few unclaimed games. Uh, gifts or omni gift cards that i'll probably give out to the uh the member groups so i think there was about uh i'll just call this let's uh, let's get the fantasy efficient here let's recognize some people 
Yeah, I probably should do that, Darius. But sometimes I want to like unplug quick and like follow somebody around the boat or something like that, or get a different shot. Like, and then if the power doesn't come with it, it just shuts off immediately. But uh, yeah, they definitely they don't run as hot when you don't have the battery plugged in. But I think I just had something where it was like misting, and they've got some moisture in the plugs, and it just kind of was a bad combination. Um, so let's see here. So this year ended up at. Crack in the top 600, 98.5%. I think that keeps me in uh, pundit status. I was the top finishing pundit uh, in the regular fantasy fishing game. Uh, so that was cool. Pretty good season. Uh, made kind of climb steadily almost all year. Uh, so just in time to talk fantasy, Roger. Um, Drain the lake even better. 126, 99.4. So almost top half percent. And uh, so that was cool. Let's look at uh, so the beat Hellebass groups. I sent out notes to the winners of the lacrosse events. Um, we've got uh, D. Pierce, who I think is Rick Pierce's son or nephew or something like that. Uh, so I'll probably end up scrapping together a prize for him on uh fantasy fishing and then actually i think that was during the lake then our fantasy fishing winner and beat Hellabass, d cole you'll probably get a note from me as well um so watch for those notes coming out soon we're gonna get those out but thanks for everybody playing then we can look at the Hellabass visor gang which was the members only group um it looks like youtube cuz won the i think this is the drain the lake he beat me by just a little bit and then uh, i won the fancy fishing but it looks like tom mix will be second so you'll probably get an omni gift card as well tom mix so thanks to all that played uh hope you had fun uh and we'll have more and uh, better preparation for fancy fishing i guess there still is a fancy fishing event for Malax for BPT that we'll cover. I ended up missing my, uh, because what was it? The MLF championship in Oahe happened at the exact same time. I completely spaced to get my roster in for that one. So there was no video and uh, I missed my team. So uh, we still will give away some super K gift cards for the, uh, the MLF stuff. So if you guys are that are playing that, that's still a thing. You can still win some super K stuff, which is cool. Uh, they're kind of, backing that particular part of the fancy fishing game. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a good year of fancy fishing. So more bigger things for fancy fishing, probably for next year. Um, so Sharon, the other thing I was looking at new arrivals at Omnia, <laughs> as I like to do. Oh, ooh. so these are just came in. They just loaded some new stuff. So the owner blockheads, which I think a lot of people like for Neds, just came in. Some Hayabusa jigs. Speaking of uh, Brian Schmidt, the little Schmitty came in, his swim jig. I have never looked at those, but they uh, they could be interesting. They got a bunch of the Depths Slither K and um, Depths Frogs in. Flashy Swimmers. So they got some new stuff um, at Omnia. I always like to check the uh, the what's new. The the Geekrick Bellow Shad, which was the, I think, soft plastic that Elton Jones was throwing uh, when he won the heavy hitters. 
you know, I haven't heard anything about a sale this weekend, Daniel. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me. Maybe there'll be an email tomorrow morning, but I haven't heard anything. I don't have that kind of inside information, to be honest. I get the same emails in my inbox as you guys do. I did use, I did try this head up at Lahamadu and caught a few smallies on it. So for you people that like the 2.8s and like a really small kind of like light wire, but still stout kind of strong hook um, that with a short shank that won't affect like your KTEC 2.8s and some of your little swimmers, check out this uh, Greenfish Tackle Bad Little Shad. It was, it was pretty good. I like that. The Arsenal new Ned bait is only on the Arsenal site. Not on Omnia yet. But I've had some good luck. I'll probably throw that the Arsenal net a little bit up, maybe up on uh, Vermilion, although it is super snaggy. I hate throwing neds and drop shots and things and football jigs up at uh, Vermilion because it just eats them. Glad you enjoyed it, Michael. Hopefully you'll stick around for next year and be even more prepared. Uh, should be a good time. Seltzer just said the new scat minnow. So it's like the one of the poop lures, but it's more minnow. I can't say that I'm on board with the, the cover scat and those type of things. It just it doesn't do it for me. To me, like, I see those baits and I think... I'll just throw a ring fry. The original scat bait, in my opinion. But that's just me. What's up, Punch Fishing? Cheers. Little Friday night, happy hour. Chilling, just talking fishing, having a good time. I don't I don't know that I saw Bill. Bill, are you here? Bill Cover? You were uh you were one of the main guys that wanted to see a weekend stream. So but let's uh so I do have a few things. The so one thing that I kind of got lately that I've been playing around with in is this uh, Zoom Magnum Finesse Worm. I'm kind of becoming a fan of this uh, for a jig worm. Threw it a lot up at Lahamadu. Caught a lot of fish on it. It held up really good. It's kind of like, I don't know, just a nice meaty profile. Not a lot going on, but a little thicker than a finesse worm. You can cast it really well in the wind. Um, subtle action, a little chartreuse on the tail. Uh, did really well on this up in Lahamadu. So I think um, Punch had a show last night. I must have missed that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I've, I've been impressed. Uh, I like this. I think as like a shaky head or a jigworm or like a magnum Ned, I, I kind of like that. And they're whatever you get like 10 of them for just a few bucks at Omnia. I don't know. Kind of a, an old new bait to me that kind of seeing some love. Got the salt. Put that on a jigworm. Yeah. I don't know. So I got some of these pretty jamming on these. It's kind of a new thing that I've been enjoying. Went through a couple bags of them. Um, and then I restocked on some of these 
So I got both the Mini Max and the Jackhammer in uh, Brett's Bluegill because I really like this color uh, to imitate perch with the gold blade and then kind of the bluegill perchy colors, orange uh, for up at Vermilion. And uh, so got some of these. Uh, JJ, what's going on, buddy? Uh, the doctor's in the house. AJ said that's his Nico worm. Swamp crawlers. I haven't tried the swamp crawlers, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Kind of, kind of like these. Gonna probably get some more of those. So let's uh, maybe. Yeah, bud. Hope you're you're well. Safe travels to Baton Rouge, Amy. So let's take a look here. Let's. Uh, so I got a half ounce jackhammer. The, the Mini Max, that's a half ounce as well. So that's kind of a nice little compact bait. But let's compare the half ounce jackhammer to the half ounce slobber knocker side by side. So, first of all, the nod for packaging goes to the jackhammer. I can like hold this up. Put that right in my 3700, no problem. This stupid, big, dumb blister doesn't fit in anything. It's a complete waste of money, space, shipping, super inefficient. Hate these. Just go ahead and get that out of the way. I don't know, Daniel. Maybe they got a bug. I would just send them a message on Instagram or Facebook. I never noticed that before. <laughs> that's weird. I'm guessing that's some an error on their end. There's the jackhammer that we know and love. Proven winner. Um, and then we got the slobber knocker and it's stupid trap blister. I mean, look how thick that is. Unnecessarily just massive. They could have at least turned the blade in there and made that blister way smaller. I mean, out of the gate, look at that super lifelike skirt. <laughs> I mean, look, I mean, it flows so naturally compared to the, <laughs> that is just, that, that power bait skirt is just matted. I don't know. We'll see if, we, I mean, look at just clumpy. I don't know. Like, do I get my beard comb out and just kind of like, run it through there because this skirt is matted like i don't know maybe it comes alive in the water i do get a little bit of power bait so i don't know i think uh brian you said you didn't but i am definitely smelling something that's unnaturally dead in this skirt um so yeah that's a good pro tip there joel there you are bill was hoping you were gonna make it um yeah you gotta you gotta give it some massaging it does smell it definitely smells maybe you got covid brian and you can't smell the skirt i hope not but maybe hmm i don't know Maybe we'll try a new drink up at Vermilion, Nick. Uh, 
Hey, fish in the southeast. This is a this is a family friendly show. We don't do that kind of stuff. <laughs> all right, Daniel says that once you get it all massaged apart, it's okay in the water. Yeah. I do like the switchblades from, uh, I've used those. They work pretty good. They're definitely nice to have some in your box. I like just having a few in my box because uh, I can always just kind of make like a weedless chatterbait or a heavy chatterbait on the fly. And that way I don't have to necessarily stock every size chatterbait and every color because I know I got like a plenty of variety of jig heads and stuff in my jig box. So I can always just grab a switchblade, throw it on a jig and kind of conjure something up in a pinch. I have not tried the Omega Custom Tackle. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's starting to loosen up. Um, so, hook-wise, pretty similar. Like, very similar size gap. Uh, I guess you've got, what, a Gamagatsu in the Jackhammer. And then you've got a Fusion 19 in the... Uh, slobber knocker so the slot so you got i some people don't like this double wire some people do i think it works pretty good actually i don't have any issues with it especially if i twist it a quarter turn right before i put it on then you've got kind of this molded lead which i'm a little bit concerned that that i don't know it'll be interesting to see if for people that have used that does that break free after it gets banged around and you catch some fish on it does this thing stay on the hook like that or does it move around i don't know or fall off, or I don't know if there's any, not fished yet, just calling that out as an interesting point. And then I guess I wonder how it would work with this, the, the elastics with that style. Uh, maybe it would be fine. Maybe it's not. I haven't, I haven't played around with that. Um, I think the skirt is tied on, it looks like, on both of these. So durability should be decent on the skirts. You got slightly different blades, right? So you're going to expect a slightly different action. Um, and then, I don't know, the clip seems okay on the slobber knocker. It looks to be on par with that of the jackhammer clip. And obviously you have this slightly different connection method, which is almost like the switchblade from Queen Tackle. But you're definitely going to have less range of movement. So the, the jackhammer definitely has you know way more freedom range of movement. This is going to be a little tighter. I've heard some people say, which I have not fished it, that this thing runs very true and like tracks really well. Like it doesn't tend to hunt or blow out as much as a jackhammer. So some people say that's the key to the jackhammer. Other people's, you know, so uh, it sounds like it starts out pretty good. I haven't fished it yet. It's got a pretty stout hook. Probably a little stouter even than the jackhammer. Um... You know, head shape, right? They're they're similar, but the, you know, the, uh, the slobber knocker is a little more banana shaped, a little bit different shape, but overall pretty similar. Daniel says it runs good. Yeah, I bought a couple just to try them out. I bought a two, a three eighths, and a and a half ounce. You know, just to to inform the people, see what I think of it, give it a whirl. 
you always got to have a few extra. I, I do kind of, I mean, this, this particular blade is like a matte finish green pumpkin with like some kind of like, is that red or gold flake into it? So I mean, kind of a nice, cool, flat chatterbait blade. So that's kind of nice. I saw some pictures of some where the, the blade and head, the paint was coming off them pretty hard on Instagram. Jason says jackhammer thumps harder. All right. Report back tomorrow, Brian, with your findings. And then kind of the bite size offering, the Minimax. So this is still a half ounce. So I think these are going to be really interesting is that in certain situations where the bait gets really small or you've got heavily pressured fish, that you can fish this little guy as a half ounce with a little bit smaller trailer on it, right? If they're feeding on really small perch or bluegills or crawdads or small shad certain times of the year, right? This, these are both half ounce baits and they are considerably smaller profile, especially if you just trim that skirt up just a little bit on that uh, Minimax. This gives it a, a much more uh, smaller. So if you're fishing for, you know, if you're on the Sabine <laughs> or you're on a, a tough spotted fishery or large where keepers are a thing, like these, these Minimax are a pond angler. These Minimaxes might really be a deal. Um, I've thrown them. They, they actually, I have thrown this and I caught some fish. And actually, if you go back in the recent Dobbins Mavericks video spinning, I did throw it and I caught some small fish on it. So I have thrown a little bit and I threw a little bit this spring. I haven't say I've killed them on it, but I've caught some fish. It definitely feels a little bit more like a, almost like a quarter to a half ounce lipless crankbait when you throw it more so than a jackhammer or bladed jigs. Um, so question that TikTok from AT fishing, what rod would I get for shaky heads? I would get a 703 SF spinning rod that meets your budget from Dobbins. That's my recommended for a shaky head. Um, so there's, there's our, our bladed jig talk. Uh, that might be Kyle, right? And heavy cover, if it doesn't roll as much, um, maybe it'll come through like brush and things better. Bendetto says uh, the small spunk shad. Yeah, I've been using the small tactical minnow with it. I could see that. <laughs> Which ones? The the mini max or is that what you're talking about, Fish Brian? I think there's an application for them, just like anything else. I heard that's what Noah caught all his fish on yesterday. Um, I don't think I've heard the startup is pretty good on the slobber knocker, but I don't know. Darius says the big blade is a great night bait. I could see that. Yep, I agree. Very tight vibration. Very much different uh, for the Minimax. Yeah, ballistic net on the Minimax could be good. I like that idea. It's uh, it's different. I think the Minimax, honestly, probably fishes more like a scrounger than it does a chatterbait. And I think if you think about it in that respect, then that might be the way to think about it. Yes, I haven't lit the world on fire yet, but uh, 
I think there'll be a time and a place for it. Um, good reminder from Fish in the Southeast. Costs you nothing to hit the thumbs up. Much greatly appreciated. Um, so for Cinco's, so for my wacky Cinco, I like to throw it on a 703 Fury spinning rod. So skipping around cover, wacky rig, shallow, braid to floral leader, typically sometimes straight braid. Um, and then when I'm casting it, typically like a 703 or a 733 casting rod. And that's when I'll typically Texas rig it. Yeah, I think trimming the skirt on the, I mean, if you're going to go mini max, you, you should probably trim the skirt, right? Because it's almost as long a skirt as a regular one. So I would think if you're going to go small, go small. Like, probably trim that up a little bit. I feel like you might need to trim some of the power bait skirt too, just to get it to liven up a little bit. see all right what's uh i feel like that's a lot of the things i had what let me get uh open her up if there's any questions we can uh knock some of those out probably not gonna go too late maybe spend some time on car soup or craigslist looking for tow vehicles tonight um It, uh, I feel like it is so like, I feel like on this particular Brett height, they're really similar. Like the colors actually look really similar to me on this particular one, but they may not be the same on all of them, but they're not identical for sure. They're slightly different. Yeah, I, ne I never bought any of the stealth blades, so I can't speak to them. Um, I fished A-Rigs a little bit. We can't, you know, in Minnesota, we can only throw one. <laughs> one arm with a hook on it, so it kind of defeats the purpose. And uh, so we throw them a little bit on the river, and then uh, we do throw the Minnesota rig a little bit up on, like, Mille Lacs, So hopefully maybe in a few weeks might do that. Brian, don't fish the Viking. Come up and fish with that Mille Lacs. Don't be silly. Um but yeah, the 703 Fury is a great Senko rod for sure. And does a lot of other good things well. Decent spinnerbait rod, jack-of-all-trade rods. It's a good investment. Um, so yeah, A-rigs are not a huge thing. A couple things because we don't have a ton of shad. And uh, we only can typically fish one hook. So, But there's a few times that it plays, the, the Minnesota rig. I don't even know what a Java shad is, Matthew. You and your fancy JDM stuff. You remind me of a younger me that was always in the JDM stuff and then realized when I would catch something on a tournament and then it would take me, you know, try to backfill that stuff when he had confidence and it was a pain. <clears throat> but, uh, all right, let's, uh, 
I don't know. Give it maybe five, ten more minutes here. If anybody's got any great questions, we'll run through them. Um, and uh, otherwise, we're going to wrap things up here. Call the night. Get this thing up on the podcast. If you came in late, you can always get on the replay on Facebook or YouTube or wherever you came in. Uh, or you can listen to this uh, on your favorite podcast app. Just search Hellabass and uh, subscribe and download the, uh, the, uh, the episodes, which is always appreciated. Hmm. What rod would I throw a missile to A-Rig hook on? Probably like my Sierra 735 or my Champ 764. I'd probably like 17 or 20 pound mono or flora. Um, shaky heads. I prefer the more traditional style. I'm a little bit, I don't like how the, uh, the screw lock kind of eats at the gap. So I like to throw this style, right? That traditional kind of front barb and then just kind of Texas rig it down there and get that. I think part of the, the appeal of a shaky worm is the way it falls. And I think when you put a finesse worm up on there to fish it like a jig worm, or like a, a shaky head, getting that little kind of like little kink in the head as it goes up and gets texture down there is kind of the allure of it. Um, so I do like this. And then the spring's not in the way of hookups. Uh, I just I think I like that a lot. And then they work for other things as well. Favorite bait caster? Uh, I don't know. There's a couple that I really like. Uh, the Zillion is probably the nicest bait caster I have, but that's not a cheap reel. Um, the probably bang for the buck would be the SLX XT, but I also like the uh, the Tatula SV as well. Like that's like my favorite jig jig, jig dock skipping bait caster. So those are probably my top three. Has Dobbins discontinued a rod that you wish they'd remake? Um, I mean, I like the savvy rods, but I feel like between the Cadence and the Sierras, they've kind of replaced those. I thought the Coalition rods are really cool. They had that kind of white Desert Storm camo, so I do miss those. Those were cool. Those are always a good conversation piece at the dock. People would always ask me about those, so I, can't, I would say the Coalition rods. See, I'm more of a three power for shaky heads, but um, that's just me. I like that extra little power when I'm when I have a uh, a Texas rigged hook. I like the two power for more of the open hook stuff. But if it works for you, it works for you. <clears throat> um, I just probably get my A rigs at Omnia. You can get the Minnesota. Sometimes they have, I don't know, they have the Minnesota rig up on there right now. It's made by Hog Farmer. If they have them. So the Minnesota rig, which is a bunch of blades. Looks like they've only got the chartreuse. So. I don't know. It's about time to get those back in stock, Jacob. If you're listening, it's A-Rig season. is about to happen on Mille Lacs in Minnesota. So uh, you might want to get these in ASAP. Those are just, we just do this, like, notify me when in stock. 
then you go to the Dixons. Uh, Find your favorite color. So if they do get these in, bone, flitter shad. I think I already got it set up for bone. Let's put that one. Notify me when those come in. What's up, Waze? Good to see you. Yeah, S like XT, solid reel. Love it. Like bang for the buck. Uh, I would hard to argue that you need much more than that in a reel, to be honest. Like that reel will do everything you need to do. I pretty much just stick to the Bass Tech agitator heads for my shaky heads. They're a tungsten head. So they're kind of that uh, resin tungsten. They got a good hook on them. I use these for my stupid tubes. I use them for my jig worm. I use them for my shaky head. I use them for like 3.8 Kitex. I use them for swimming uh, grubs, menace grubs. They just they uh, they fit the bill for me for just so many things. They're utilitarian jig, so it just gets the nod for a lot of things. I have that rod, Matthew, the actual Mike Long 795 swim bait rod with the extra long handle. So there was a 795 regular SB and one that was a Mike Long, and I think the Mike Long had an extra long handle. Uh, I don't know if any of the new 795s are exactly the same or not. We will add that to the questions for Gary when we have him on again. But I don't know the answer to that. Should probably work. So, yeah, the rest of the weekend, uh, probably car shopping tomorrow and then trying to get the boat and the tackle ready for Vermilion. You should send them a note and let them know that because I wish they would have the agitators on the site as well. All right, hour and 20 minutes. Seems like chat has kind of slowed down. I think we've hit a good spot, answered everybody's questions. Um, yeah, I think this says it. Hope everyone has a great, long weekend safe. Those that get out fishing, hopefully you get your, uh, your line stretched. Have a good time. Those that are hanging out with the family, be safe. Have fun. Um, and uh, just enjoy it. Summer is creeping on the end here up north. It's probably still going to be hot a long time for some of you down south. Um, uh, but always Labor Day. It's kind of a, a change in the tide, right? Like kids are going back to school, football starting, college, football, high school, whatever, pro, right? And, uh, yeah, it's just a, it's a fun time of year. And the fall feedback is about to start here up in Minnesota. So that's an exciting time. But, uh, yeah, take care, stay safe, and be blessed. As always, here to help you guys catch more big bass and suck less. You ready? Showtime. 
On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. As always, thanks to all of you that hung in till the end of this podcast. This has been another episode of Hellabass Bass Fishing Podcast Experience. Please consider sharing this with any of your bass and buddies and friends. This is the best way for podcasts to grow is through word of mouth. Also, don't forget to search Hellabass on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, or just about anywhere else so that we can connect in more ways. As always, here to help you catch more bass and suck less. <laughs>